This is Sammy, Maddie, Emma, and Allie, and this is The The Big Big Sister Sister Podcast. today's episode of the Big Sister Podcast. Today we will be discussing personality types and our thoughts on personality tests and how they can be beneficial or maybe not so beneficial. So just off the get-go, do you guys like personality tests? Have you done any? What's your favorite? Tell me your thoughts. I have a really hard time with personality tests because I feel like the only one that I've liked was a Myers-Briggs one um, on 16personalities.com, I think is the one that I that I took. That's the only one that I took, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, really accurate for me. And I feel like anytime I take the Enneagram, I get a different one. And, like, same with, like, all the other personality tests. And I'm like, I don't really – I don't know. I don't know if this is me. So I have a hard Relate time with that. that. Okay. All right. What else? I like the color one. <laughs> That's like that the only fun. one I've taken. Um, yeah, what's that one and called? Like, it's just called like the color personality the color test. test. Okay, yeah. the color test, yeah. And it's like there's red, blue, yellow, and white are the different colors. Um, but that's one I've taken the most often and I get like consistent results with that. Is the Myers-Briggs one the one, the INT? F1. Okay. Yeah. I've taken that one too. And I thought that was pretty accurate, but I only took that one once. So I don't know about the other ones. I've only ever taken the Enneagram one. Well, no, I've taken the color one too, but that was a while ago and I can't really remember how that one went, but I like the Enneagram. Yeah. So I think I've taken Myers-Briggs and I don't remember what I am. It must not have related (laughs) (laughs) very much I've done the color one also don't remember what I was with the color one um and then I've taken the Enneagram and the reason I remember the Enneagram and relate to that one I think is because I have a couple friends who are like super into it in like a healthy way and so they like frequently talk about it and so then I when I'm talking with them I'm like thinking about it so I think my favorite is the anagram. That's not to discount others just because I don't think I've like put in the effort <laughs> to actually, you know, figure out what I am and focus on it. Mm-hmm. But I think there are some benefits to personality tests for sure. Um, something I really like about the anagram is a lot of, there's a lot of Instagrammers that like their whole Instagram is just like dedicated to the anagram. And so they'll post content, um, based and they'll like do a different post for like all the numbers and some of them are hilarious like one of them was michael scott quotes 
for every anagram number. Oh gosh. Um, or like Leslie Nope quotes for every anagram number, and those were really <laughs> funny. Um, but then that the reminds serious me. Ones. That reminds me of like the Zodiac account. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, Scorpio. What Kardashian are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Funny, exactly. Okay, I should have opened this before, but um, they'll also do more serious posts. Let me find this one that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um. So for Valentine's Day, this one account that I like called Enneagram Ashton. She is posting like what we love about and then the different Enneagram numbers. Um, or she'll do things like how Enneagram 8 communicates and like all these different things. And so for me, I feel like it helps me kind of feel seen. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like I have a kind of unique Enneagram number for a woman. I'm an 8. And normally they're not like gender specific what that one is um, just because most of the time 8s are men. And so I feel like whenever she posts stuff, I'm like, yes, if people just knew that I wasn't yelling, I'm just very passionate, that would clear up a lot of confusion. (laughs) So things like that. But then sometimes she'll post stuff and I'll be like, I don't really think that's true about me, which leads me to the next point. I think if you're looking at these kinds of personality tests in a healthy way, they can be a great way for you to evaluate maybe like your default mode and adjust from there. So um, like one of my default modes is I really like to have situations be controlled, but I've worked like extensively on just letting go of that. So I actually don't feel the need to control very much of anything in my life, only myself, but that's because I've done extensive work on myself in that area. So I think, and like any kind of personality test can be good for that. But I feel like maybe where it becomes a problem is where you use it as an excuse. What do you guys think? Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Or, and like looking at like an Enneagram or, you know, any personality type is like that defines you, you know, like, oh, this is what it tells me that I am. I have to be this and that's just how it is you know I think that can be pretty toxic too well and I think the point of personality tests I mean I don't I don't know about the other ones but um at least for Myers-Briggs and the color test like the perfect personality is like a little bit of all of them you know not like that exists in a person but like Mm -hmm. the point is that you should strive for like the good parts of each one of them to be like a well-rounded person so for sure Mm -hmm. yeah I like that I think um balance is the key right and I think also if you can read all of that information you also have to be honest with yourself because sometimes you'll read something negative and be like well I don't do that (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. but but do you? <laughs> so read the descriptions and then be honest with yourself about it. But then also be like, okay, this might be my default mode, but that doesn't define who I am as a person because people are much more complicated than, you know, like a little paragraph on the internet or somebody's Instagram account can give you, uh, can tell you, right? And then something else that I've noticed is sometimes people will 
kind of use it as an excuse for bad behavior in others. So for example, they'll be like, well, my significant other is this, is this personality type. So that's just how they roll. And I'll be like, "Mm, yeah, but there's still like a functioning adult in a relationship and that's not an appropriate response. And I feel like you should trust them and expect them to behave differently. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I agree that it shouldn't be used as like an excuse or like that's just the way that they are. Like if there's like if a toxic trait is like a part of a personality type, like that doesn't mean that it's an excuse for people to act that way. They should still be held accountable and you still need to have boundaries. And if you're in a marriage with someone with toxic traits, you know, if they don't change, there's only a, a there's only so far that boundaries can go in a marriage, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I think we all have like default toxic traits. What do you guys say? And it's like all oh, a matter absolutely. of managing them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. actually something I think is really helpful with the personality test is like when I took the Myers-Briggs one, uh, the 16 personalities, it was like really extensive into like your strengths and weaknesses. And it helped me realize things about myself that I didn't realize. And like I talked about it with Jacob and he's like, yeah, you totally do that. And one of them was like um, a lot of times I'll take on problems like other people's problems like so much so that I think that they're my problems. So like if Jacob's really struggling with something, then all of a sudden I'm really struggling with it too, because I think it's my problem when really it's not. And I don't have to struggle with every, with everybody's struggles in order to understand them or help them or be compassionate towards them. But that's something that my personality tends to do. It's like, if somebody's really struggling with something who's close to me, then I like internalize it. And now I'm struggling too. And that's not helpful because then you're both drowning (laughs) instead of, so being able to realize that was really helpful. And it also talked about like how my personality can be like manipulative. Like that's one of the weaknesses. And that was helpful too, because then like when I was like, I thought about it more instead of just manipulating. <laughs> I thought about well, and it. That's one of those things that you read and you're like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And I would never think that about you. So that's yeah. interesting that you could identify that within yourself. Well, and it helped me to overcome it. Right. So like, yeah. I'm like, okay, like right now I really want to be manipulative, <laughs> but I'm not going to, because that's not a good thing to do to somebody that you love. Right. I love that. Um, one of the personality weaknesses for me is I'm a very direct communicator, but I'm also not emotional. And so that comes across as like abrasive or aggressive sometimes. So something that I've worked really extensively on is like um, humanizing conversations as much for myself as for the other person, right? Because for me, I can go in and have a discussion and a conversation and be completely emotionally detached from it. That is not how the majority of people work and it and it's not a great way to have a conversation so that identifying that in my personality was also very helpful like you were saying Maddie because then I can be like okay let me take a little bit from these other personality types of people who are really good communicators and see how they approach it and integrate that kind of into my own personality and I think then your personality changes you're still like that base kind of personality but I think Obviously, there's 
tons of room for like growth and improvement. And that's, I feel like that's the point of these personality tests, not to define mm-hmm. you, but mm-hmm. to help you like grow into your personality. Yeah, I agree because um, I keep talking about the color test. That's the only one I've like, taken and know anything I'm, about. Yeah. Um, but like a lot of people, they're never just like one color. It's always like, like for me, I was like, 60% red and then like 40% blue and um it's just really interesting because like like how you said um like I read up on like what being red is and like what being blue is and like I like just like I want to like balance it out so that like I'm not completely red to the point where I like think my idea is always the best and I have to do that and if we don't do that one then everyone else is trash and the project's gonna suck <laughs> And and so like that's one of the things that I struggle with the most and it's part of like being like a red personality is like I just want to be in charge and I want my idea to be the idea that's like going and so if that doesn't happen then I'm just like sour the whole time or think that nothing else can be successful and so um I've been able to like I still am working on it because I'm not very good at it still but um especially with like the career that I've chosen in the classes I'm in right now I've had to work a lot on like being able to uh take critiques and like change what I originally had planned in order to succeed and see how that actually can be more successful than like what I was originally planning on doing and so it is really just a way for you to be able to like recognize things in yourself and behaviors and patterns in yourself so then you can change them to become something that you want instead of something that you just are. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's less about like putting people in a box with their personality and more about helping them. Maybe like, like you're in a grocery store and you're like looking at all the things and you're like, okay, I really like this aisle, but maybe I'll browse the other aisles and see what I can incorporate into my personality mm-hmm. cart. I don't know if that's a good analogy. but. <laughs> Um, okay so I think I actually used to hate personality tests because I felt like they were very I really have I really struggle with feeling like I'm being put into a box or having people tell me how I should be or like to find like oh you're this that means you're x y and z and so I really hated them for a long time and the only reason that I did this Enneagram test is because of my two friends and I respect them and trust them (laughs) So I was like, okay, fine. They're normal. I'll do it and see what happens. And I think it's actually been a good thing. So for me, I don't think they're good or bad. I think they're just like a tool. Like like any tool could be bad if you use it the wrong way. Or it could be like really great if you use it the right way. So I guess that's how I think of personality tests. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you guys agree or disagree? I agree. Yeah. I look at them as more like informative, you know, like with like my husband, I had him take like an Enneagram test just because like, he's a pretty hard person to read in general. (laughs) So I was like, this could be really. (laughs) You DM'd me and was like, stop sharing Enneagram stuff. Emma's making me take this test 40 times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I made him sit down and take it one time and it took seven minutes and halfway through, he was like, how long is this going to take? I was oh like, this is, it's just a few more minutes. You're fine. And when he was done, yeah. he was like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, he I was, was like, legit okay. pissed because he DM'd me about it and was like, stop yeah. sharing these. 
uh-huh yeah he was not happy but I mean what was it, he he was his was confusing it was like a tie between like an eight and a one but as I'm like reading through I think he's more of a one than he is an eight more like, of a one yeah I would think so so yeah it's just it's really good to like read through it and like make the attachments between like that personality type and him because it helps me to just like understand him a little bit more Mm -hmm. and same thing like when I take mine it helps me to like understand myself and I really like knowing um or like reading about like what my strengths and weaknesses could be Mm -hmm. and like being able to work on those or just being confident in like my strengths and I don't know I I really like them I love that I think something that has been helpful for me too is like when I'm when I realized that maybe I made a misstep with how I interacted with someone because of my default personality and not to say like what I said was wrong or bad, but maybe they just like interpreted it that way. It's kind of given me like the vocabulary to say like, Oh, okay. When I like, when I communicate this way, this is how I'm, this is what I'm like, this is why I'm saying what I'm saying, or this is like why I act this way or whatever. So not like as an excuse, but just giving me words to be like, okay, in the future, like if I'm very direct with you, I'm not upset. That's just how I communicate. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm upset, I will tell you because I'm a direct person. So I don't know if that made sense, but it did make sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think it helps you like kind of what you talked about earlier, like feel seen and know that there are other people that are like you. Yeah. And that can be helpful because I think it helps you when you do like mess up or, or misstep as in like, maybe you offend someone when that wasn't your intention or, or something like that. I think it helps you stay out of a place of shame, right? You're like, okay, like they misunderstood me. Like I didn't mean it that way. Now I can communicate to them in a way that they can understand where I was coming from and I can apologize and make it right without being like, wow, I am a horrible person and, you right. know, putting yourself in uh, all the way down the shame hole, that is right. not a good place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Or something that my therapist said to me, which this, like, this wasn't him giving me therapy. It was just like in preface to what we were going to begin talking about. He was like, he, he said like, this is my intention with what we're going to talk about. I might accidentally like talk about this bring in this other, bring this other thing into the conversation. I don't want to, but I'm a human and I might make a mistake. So if I do, can you please let me know? And I was like, oh, that is a really great thing to do. Like maybe for me, if I'm in a situation that I'm in charge of, and it's like hard for me to delegate something because I don't know that it's going to be done right. I can be like, okay, everyone, (laughs) I'm, I'm in charge. It's really hard for me not to have control of all of these pieces. I want you to have control of them. If I make a mistake and I'm taking that control away from you, please let me know so that we can continue to move forward as a team. So just, I don't know, like telling people, this is how I am. This is how I want to be. If I mess up, please help me, (laughs) which I think is okay. Yeah. Well, then it, it helps people, right? Because a lot of times people feel uncomfortable when something like that happens, but they're afraid to say something because they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're going to get mad at me when really we're like, Oh, I'm not going to be upset. I realize this weakness. If if you acknowledge yeah. that first, then that just helps right. everything move more smoothly because they feel comfortable approaching you. Yeah. So I think I think the personality tests are great for that because it 
I feel like it could help you really communicate a lot more clearly with those around you if you're able to kind of be self-aware of the weaknesses that the tests point out, which I think is helpful. I think that's like a big part of why a lot of them exist is to make you more aware about yourself, but also about other people and how people's personalities interact with each other. And I think that's like really important to keep in mind too, because like, it's kind of like how you're talking about how, oh, well, I'm this way because of blah, 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 blah. So here's me and like throwing yourself at someone. But like, um, like if I'm like a red and I'm interacting with someone who's a white, who's like all about just like peaceful, they like might get walked over really easily. That's not going to be good for me if I don't know that they're that way. And I just blunder yeah. into a, a situation because I'm going to walk all over them and they're just going to let it happen. But they might not right. like that because no one likes that. But like, they'll just let me do it because of the personality type they are. And so like, that's something that is really cool about them is that it helps you understand how to interact with people who are completely different than you. And like in the, the guy who like invented the color test, he has like this whole book and in his book, he has, um, he has an outline of how they, how like they usually interact, but like ways that you can, adjust yourself to have better interactions with people of a different personality type so I really like that part about it and I think that like it just it helps you be more self-aware of like your internal things but also external things about other people so that you're not like offending anyone and like not the like that's your responsibility but like it just helps better communication and better interaction with other human beings around you so that's what I like about them I really like that. Yeah. And I think like these are all like really good, healthy ways that you can interact with personality tests. And there are also a lot of like really unhealthy ways that you can interact with personality tests. You know, like, like, like we talked about a little bit, like making it define you and then like trying to become that personality type as much as possible. Like it's good if it really resonates with you, but you could take a personality test today and get a result and the next year you might get a little bit of a different result and and that's okay like if you wrap your whole identity into an enneagram number or a personality test result i think that can be dangerous because i don't know we change and and like ali said a lot of times like your core like base personality is the same but it can change as well and that's that's okay and I feel like if you just hold so tightly onto like these results, it can, it's just an unhealthy way to live and interact with them. Mm-hmm. It's I, true because like, I feel like a lot of people discount personality tests when they take it again, and it's not the same result that they got the first time. And I like, for me, I think that's more of like a testament as to like human beings or human because like you're never the same you're constantly growing and changing and learning new things and if you choose aspects of a different personality type or whatever that you want to incorporate and you start incorporating that into your life then it's going to change and that's something that you want so I think it's like it's healthy to want to be more than just one it's healthy to kind of want it to change and not just be stuck in that one number or that one four-letter definition of you from the Myers-Briggs test or the A and B or just completely red or completely white. So I think that's a really good point. I love that. I think it's also really important to point out here that your personality test 
is not your identity. So an exercise that my therapist had me do was fold a paper in half so that there were two parts. And on one part, it was um, like things like what makes up my identity. And the other part was everything else. And so if you, I just like sat there for a minute and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Feels like a trick question. But then I, because the only thing I could think of was like, well, like my identity and the reason I have value is because I'm a human. And he was like, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, for me, I think I would also put on there that I'm a woman. But like, that's it. I have, I have an identity in those two things and I have value based on just being a human and everybody does. So I I think we need to really make sure that we're separating like what our true value and identity is, is just because we're a human and then everything else is like secondary. So it's great if you identify with any type of personality test, but it doesn't define you. It doesn't define your value and it's just like an external way to help you grow it's not it's not like an intrinsic part of your being so love that, that mm-hmm. made sense. yes yeah. well and I think that's something that we all need to understand and realize a little bit more is that like literally you're you have worth and value because you're a human and also every other human has equal worth and value just because they're human. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you accomplish or don't accomplish. That doesn't make you more worthy or more of more value than any other human life. I mean, people may argue that, but in my opinion, you know, if you're a human, then you have equal value with other humans and that alone makes you valuable and worthy exactly I love that yeah you said that way better (laughs) I summarized (laughs) you summarized my my babbling so yeah I think that's great and I think that's important to keep in mind especially because sometimes you take these personality tests and they're very honest and like um I on the on the Enneagram page about eights it lists people that are also an Enneagram eight you guys like number one person on the list okay I mean they're not in any like order but it's like Saddam Hussein um, (laughs) like like really great people really not so great people so it can kind of be like a oh what am I (laughs) moment (laughs) but it's not it's not like a prediction it's not a reflection on your value it's just simply saying like look these people have these traits look at their life and how they use them you can choose to be any type of way you want to choose to be. So type eight has power and influence and it's how they use it. It's yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly I right. bet Voldemort was a type eight. But probably. Dumbledore probably, probably was too. So yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Professor Morgana was 100% a type eight. So that's oh yeah. Definitely yes. just type all the Harry Potter characters. I feel like we should. Just, I mean, <laughs> This has to exist on the internet somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm sure oh, yeah, someone's it done does. it. Mm-hmm. Hermione well, is probably a type eight, and I'm with her all the time. Yeah, yeah probably. 
<laughs> There's a bunch of like I don't know. You could call them personality type tests, but they're not called that. Like the sorting hat test, and like oh, oh things like that. Those it's are like fun. totally based on your personality, <laughs> but it's just funny. yeah, yeah. And those are the, the ones that people try to bend to be something they want. So yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to be a Gryffindor. Yeah, I don't know. I tried to bend it so many times, and I got Ravenclaw every single time. You're definitely <laughs> a Ravenclaw. Emma. You're I definitely a Ravenclaw. <laughs> I don't know what I am. Wasn't like, Cedric a Ravenclaw, or was he a... He's a Hufflepuff. He's oh, a Hufflepuff. he's a Hufflepuff. You guys, I feel like I'm kind of like a Slytherin. It's fine. That's fine. My yeah, that's fine. Good. I don't I'm know. I'm a Gryffindor. Now I'm curious. I kind of want to take it again. Yeah. <laughs> we should We're do an IGTV of all of us <laughs> taking the okay. sorting hat quiz. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sorting should. hat quiz. Let's do the it. Pottermore one. You ha- well, yeah. you have to do the Pottermore one because that's the one Most written legit. by JK Rowling. So. Oh, okay. That's the <clears> real one. adding that to the official list. Yes. The Pottermore <laughs> quiz. Okay. Um, all right. So if you're interested in finding out about a personality test, you can definitely just Google it. Um, but I really like the Instagram accounts. I think they're fun. And then something that I did is I signed up for, um, usually there's like an official ish website for the personality test or like a very, um, respected website for the personality test. And so I signed up for emails from an Enneagram one and, I was like, okay, I'll sign up for a week. And if they're annoying, I'll unsubscribe. <laughs> but actually, I like them. Like the one yesterday was like, sometimes eights tend to hold tension in their body. Try to relax all of your muscles right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was definitely holding tension in my jaw and my shoulders and my wrists right then. And like, I wasn't even stressed. <laughs> yeah, I just so, some- was tense everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I'm just like, oh, that doesn't really apply. Like I've already worked on that or whatever. I mean, not to say like you just check it out, but (laughs) I wish. Anyway, sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're helpful. So that's been fun. And then, like I said, the Instagram accounts are fun. So I think if you're interested, those are great ways to find a test to take and see how you relate to it. It can also be a fun date to do. I just pulled up the Enneagram on my computer. I want to make that take it. Yeah, unless yeah. he hates it. True. <laughs> That's true. Jacob has fun with it. Yeah. So we'll take personality tests and compare them and it can be yeah, a date. That'll be fun. Don't okay. Don't define the episode real quick. <laughs> Thanks for listening today, everyone. This week our call to action is find a personality test you relate to and take it and send us a DM or comment on our post letting us know what your personality type is. You're my big sister, nobody else could replace.